The beauty of the creator is the one who mixed it understands the mixture. There's no language on the earth men speak that he doesn't understand. Shalom, saints, and welcome to our verse-by-verse study of the book of Genesis. I'm your host and teacher, Arthur Bailey. From Shem to Moses is roughly a thousand years. According to resources, Shem's descendant, Eber, is the originator of the Hebrew language. Therefore, it is only logical to conclude that Hebrew did not exist before Eber. The first time the word Hebrew is mentioned in the Bible, it is associated with Abraham. Moses, the author of the Torah and the Hebrew, wrote the Torah in the language of the Hebrew. In this podcast, we trace the descendants of Shem, which is the genealogy line that leads to King David and the Messiah. Today's study title is The Founding Fathers, Shem. So, let's study. Hallelujah. So, we're going to start reading. We're going to read the, the final verses of Genesis chapter 10. And then we'll briefly go through and expound on those verses that I believe we need to expound on tonight. So in verse number 21, Genesis chapter 10, unto Shem also, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth the elder, even to him were children born, the children of Shem, Elam, and Asher, and Aphaxad, and Lud, and the children of Aram, Uz, and Hull, and Gether. And Mash. And a fox said, Begat Selah, and Selah begat Eber. And unto Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. And Joktan begat Amaldad, and Sheleth, and Hazar Meveth, and Jerah, and Hadaram, and Azal, and Dikla, and Obal and Abimael, and Sheba, and Ophir, and Havilah, and Jobab, all these were the sons of Joktan. And their dwelling was from Mesha, as thou goest unto Sephar, a mount of the east. And these are the sons of Shem, after their families, after their tongues, and their lands, after their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations, in their nations, and by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. And so we've already talked about the sons of Noah. We started out with Japheth, and then we moved to Ham, and now we are dealing with Noah's son, Shem. As we dealt with the sons of Noah, we identified that the order seemed to indicate that Ham, Shem, and Japheth, in that order, uh, Ham was the older, Shem was the middle, and Japheth was the younger. However, in this passage that we looked at, and it's the only place where we see in Genesis where Japheth is considered to be the elder. And in most versions, it's not that way. Or there is a statement underneath the verse or somewhere in the passage that this is found only in this place. And so it's kind of difficult to reconcile, but I do know that there has been um, debate back and forth among people as to the order 
But the order up until this point, and even after this, puts Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And so in verse 21, unto Shem also the father of all the children of Eber. Now, what's interesting here is that Shem was not the father of Eber, but he was the father of all the children of Eber. And it appears that Moses or the translators... And sometimes it's hard to distinguish between Moses's writing and the translators knowing how we got our Bible and individuals who are doing the translation wanting us to be able to follow along and therefore feel a liberty from time to time to add or rearrange a particular translation. And so we have to trust But sometimes it does create some questions that bear searching out. The children of Shem. Now, here are the sons or the children of Shem. And you'll notice that in Japheth and Ham, that it only dealt with the males. Uh, It is understood that there were sons and daughters that were born to these But the lineage seems to follow the male until we get into certain portions of the Bible and certain authors, because there are authors who may not hold to a certain belief and pattern. And we see more of that in the New Testament, especially when it comes down to Luke. And as we look in the Hebrew and in the Greek or Septuagint in the translations, as I'm going to do a comparison here tonight, you'll see that names in the New Testament are a little bit different than names in the Old Testament, even though it's talking about the same person. For example, we dealt with Noah. Noah in the New Testament, N-O-A-H, Noah, I'm sorry, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, and then Noah in the Greek or the New Testament, N-O-E. Now, it's interesting, too, that when we're looking at some of these names and we're trying to place and follow genealogy, that we're not so rigid to where we can't make the comparison because of the spelling. And this is why genealogies have their place. And their place is really for historical understanding, whereas in this particular passage you see Eber is seemingly highlighted, and you'll understand that as we go into the genealogies, even in the New Testament, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but Luke seems to follow Mary's line, and Matthew seems to follow Joseph's line, and there is some, there is some differences. But when we understand that and we go back to the beginning, especially in these passages, you can see the order in which uh, they are given. And so in verse 22, the children of Shem was Elam, Asher, Aphaxad, Lud, and Aram. And these were the children of Shem. Now they had children. And what I wanted to do in this particular map is point out that Shem's sons seems to migrate upward toward Japheth's territory. But you'll see all of this yellow and yellowish is the migration of the descendants of Shem. 
We noted that in the green blotches is the migration of the children of Ham, which doesn't just include Ham's sons, but Ham's sons, sons, and Ham's sons, 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 and the same with Shem, and the same with Japheth. And so what I've tried to do with these arrows is kind of show you the region where a particular son may have migrated, but then their children may have migrated. You know how we do where we have children? I have eight children, and (laughs) they all want to live in different parts of the world. We kind of like to keep them close, and some don't venture off too far, but some have a tendency not only to move to the other side of the country, but some even out of the country. And what we find is that their children weren't as that much different than some of our children when it comes down to migration and space and the reason they want to go far away for whatever reason. Uh, That's just the way it is. I'm from Mississippi. I lived in Las Vegas. I lived in Michigan. Now I live in North Carolina or work in North Carolina and South Carolina, but I'm from Mississippi. And I I only have one brother of all of our family that actually stayed in Mississippi. So we've kind of migrated. And this is the kind of thing that the descendants of Ham, Sham, and Japheth did. And the children of Aram, Uz, and Hull, and Gether, and Mash. And then in verse 24, And Aphaxad begat Selah, and Selah begat Eber. Now here's where things get a little bit interesting. Not a little bit, a whole lot. And the reason what I did is I bold and underlined Eber because Eber has a very significant part in our understanding, or at least in the teachings that have helped us come to some conclusions in our understanding. Eber means the region beyond. And this region beyond, in the Hebrew here it says, Eber, there is a place in the New Testament where it says Heber, which is the region beyond, son of Selah, great-grandson of Shem, father of Peleg and Joktan. Now, this Eber is the progenitor, if you would, just like Jacob was the progenitor of the Israelites or the father of the Israelites, that Eber seems to be the father of the Hebrew. Now, From Shem to Moses is roughly 1,000 years, give or take a few years. And if you did the math, you would come up to somewhere around 990 or 1,000 and some, maybe 1,010. And so it's hard to approximate, but it's somewhere around 1,000 years, give or take 10 or 15 years either way. And I'm bringing this up because In Bible college and in seminary, they teach the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and that the New Testament was written in Greek. This is understandable, which is why I bring this point out. As the author of the Torah and the Hebrew, it is only logical that Moses would write the Torah in the language of the Hebrew as a Hebrew. But what's interesting is from Shem to Moses is roughly 1,000 years. So by the time Moses write the Torah, we have moved from Adam to Seth to the flood to Shem, 
And then a thousand years later, Moses, who is born in Egypt, has a encounter with the Almighty at Sinai and is given the instruction. And as a Hebrew, what language would he write it in? Hebrew. But look at the distance between creation, flood, Shem, and Moses. I'm making this point because I'm about to show something here. However, Eber is the originator of the Hebrew, and all my resources indicate that the Hebrew began with Eber. Therefore, it is only logical to conclude that if the Hebrew began with Eber, did the Hebrew exist before Eber? Because from the time of, well, I'll show you here in just a moment. Or is our resources wrong? How did we come to the argument and the conclusion that everybody in the Bible in the Old Testament spoke Hebrew? Now, if I was going to write a book, what language do you think I'd write it in? In English. We write in the language that we know of, and so it is only logical. But we know for a fact let me not get ahead of myself. The first time the word Hebrew is mentioned in the Bible, it is associated with Abraham. And here's what we have. Genesis 14, verse 13. And there came one that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Enner. And these were confederate with Abram. So Abram was considered to be a Hebrew, at least that's what they called him. But here's some interesting facts. The word Hebrew in the Hebrew is Ibri and means one from beyond. Now, when we looked at Eber, Eber also means the region beyond. So Eber means the region beyond. Hebrew means one from beyond. Then the question that I ask is beyond where? Beyond what? It's a logical question. The definition doesn't necessarily seem to associate with a ethnic or a race or a people as much as it relates to someone who came from beyond. So when I look at from beyond or region from beyond or one from beyond, to be true to the text and to try to get an understanding, the question is, beyond what? Beyond where? Which, for me, as you've heard me say, when I read the Bible, I read as if I'm in communion with the one who is the Word, and I ask questions. And I present from that perspective because I want to steer our minds to thinking, to questioning things that we may just by hook, line, and sinker. And so, as I said, the Hebrew is the word Ibri, meaning one from beyond. And then it goes further to say a designation of the patriarchs and the Israelites, a designation of the patriots and Israelites. Now, the patriotic or usage here is, is from a word, but here it is used as Hebrew, a Hebrew woman, a Hebrew, a Hebrew man, a Hebrewist. And each time that word is used, it's the Hebrew word Ibri, which means one from beyond 
which is in associations with Iber, a region beyond. And so it is not clear where or beyond what. This has led me to ask the questions, okay, well, where did Iber go? Where did Abraham come from? It also asks, causes me to ask the scholars who teach and the people who have taught it, what does it mean from beyond where? And I've gotten two answers from the various people that I've talked to. And it's one or two of these answers, either beyond the Jordan or beyond the Euphrates, because Abraham came from beyond the Euphrates before he got to the Jordan and he came across the Jordan to get into the land and then up into Egypt. So the beyond, I've only gotten as far as, again, those two points beyond Jordan or beyond the Euphrates. So I have to tell you that it is still not as clear in my mind as I would like it to be, but I move on from there. Now, I've heard it said the word Hebrew means to cross over. How many of you have heard that? It means to cross over. And so people who are speaking spiritually indicate that it means crossing over from the other side, from either Christian to the Hebrew roots or from heathenism to Jesus. (laughs) It's ambiguous. And trying to find fact where you can sink your teeth in and stand on solid ground and preach is somewhat a little difficult because we have to be honest with the information that we are given. And so to cross over or crossing over, but have not conclusively heard what was crossed over. Abraham is believed based on where he was from, crossed over both the Euphrates and the Jordan. Abraham was called a Hebrew, but was from a place where we call Syria, according to Deuteronomy 26, because Abraham came from Syria, Mesopotamia. We know that Abraham sent his servant Eleazar. Abraham and Sarah came from there. Abraham sent his servant Eleazar back to where he came from, to Laban's house, which is where he found a wife for his son. So Abraham was from Mesopotamia, Ur of the Chaldees. Uh, He sent his servant back to that location to find a wife for his son Isaac. And then when Isaac begat Esau and Jacob, Jacob fled from Esau back to that area. And that's where he got his wives and their servants. So they all came from from beyond. <laughs> and, and it was certainly farther than the Jordan, which causes the Euphrates to be brought into the equation. Did the Syrians speak Hebrew or Aramean or Aramaic? Some would say it's all the same, but Aramaic is a dialect and Hebrew has various dialects. Most languages, except for... <laughs> Well, not really, because there are people who speak English with dialects. It's accents, right? And so if you're from Louisiana, your English is going to sound a little different than the West Virginian. If you're from California, your English is going to sound a little bit different than the New Yorker. And so these accents could be viewed as dialects. But if you go outside of the country where you actually have 
people of various regions and tribes, their dialects are totally different languages to the degree that you can't even understand one another and may be able to pick up key words here and there. And so Aramaic was a dialect. Now, Eber was born after the flood and after Babel, where the language was confounded, which begs the question, if Eber is the originator of the Hebrew people and the Hebrew language is traced back to Eber, then what language did the people speak before Eber? I think it's a legitimate question. Some may say, well, you're, you're, you're straining, but I think it's a legitimate question. Why? Because I and many others have bought the concept that Hebrew goes all the way back to Adam. But the sources and the resources we have say Hebrew goes back to who? Eber. So which is right. We know that the Israelites go back to Jacob. There was no Israel before Jacob. So Abraham wasn't an Israelite. They didn't exist. We're called Americans. Some of us, we came from various places. We speak English, but the English people, English, is different than our English. They even have words like, what's a boot? It's the trunk of a car. We call it a trunk. And so there are words that are being used that we have to say, what? What does that mean? Now, this is English-speaking people that have different words that, and we say figures of speech. When we use figures of speech, my figure of speech is going to come from the region I grew up in. And I'm talking to you from a different region, and I'm using a figure of speech that everybody in my town know, but you're looking at me like I got two heads. What? But that's the way it is, and this is how languages and people have developed understandings and cultures based on being spread and scattered, which we'll get to a little bit more next week. So if Eber is the originer, if Hebrew comes from Eber, and Eber is the first Hebrew, then what were the people before Eber? I'll tell you, the genealogies of Genesis and Luke informs us that several generations existed before Eber. And what I did is I went through Genesis chapter 3 and chapter 5 and chapter 10, and we'll look at a little bit more in chapter 11 because it adds to this genealogy. And, and then I compared with Luke. Now, Luke's genealogy is upside down based on how Luke presents it. And Genesis genealogy goes from Adam down where Luke has a tendency to go from Messiah back to Adam. The way I have this in Genesis, we see Adam, Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah, Shem, Aphaxad. And this, this Canaan here is not in Genesis, but in the Greek, it's in the Septuagint, Canaan is there. Now, in Luke's genealogy, Canaan is a part of the genealogy. But in Genesis, the second Canaan down there in the red, where I have the Septuagint, is not in the genealogies of 
Genesis 5 or Genesis 10 or 11. Canaan is not mentioned, but there is a footnote saying that Canaan is in the Septuagint portion of the Bible, which says, okay, was this left out in the Greek? I mean, in the Hebrew and added to the Greek portion, because it's certainly in the Greek portion of the Bible in Luke. So I just wanted to bring that to the attention. And then Eber. The reason why I'm pointing this out is because you have Adam, Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah, Shem, Arphaxad, Selah, all before Eber. What language did they speak? Were they Hebrew? We don't know. But Moses is writing this, and Moses is a Hebrew. So when Moses is penning what we know as the Torah, it is only logical that it is in the Hebrew language because Moses was a Hebrew. But does that mean that all of these people that existed before Eber? It certainly causes one to question. And if you have thoughts, if you have uh, insight into this, I am certainly open to hearing what anyone has to say. But what we have is what is presented in Scripture. And so what is said should line up with what is written. And we've been told a lot of things. i got another twist for you. If Adam spoke Hebrew, then it is safe to say Cain spoke Hebrew and Abel spoke Hebrew. Seth, we would have to conclude that all the people on the earth spoke Hebrew before the flood. But Eber came after the flood. And the Bible tools that we have tells us that Hebrew started with Eber. Something doesn't add up for me. That would also mean that Noah, his wife, Ham, Shem, Japheth, and their wives all spoke Hebrew too. Now, of course, we're going to get to Babel where things are mixed and confounded and there's going to be a variety of languages coming out of that. That's the conclusion we have to come to based on what is written. Now, get this. Some argue that Hebrew is the heavenly language. That's the point I'm, I'm really trying. Now, if I'm talking to Pentecostals, they'll tell me tongues is the heavenly language. Which one is it? Is tongues our heavenly language or is Hebrew the heavenly language? So there is... There is this, things don't add up. You follow what I'm saying? Well, I'm telling you, it's like if you want to confuse the devil, you speak in your heavenly language. <laughs> he can't understand. It's like, okay, well, if Jehovah spoke Hebrew, then the devil spoke Hebrew because he and the devil communicated, right? Where are you going to say, no, I'm just going to and fro? Have you tried my servant Job? Well, Job knows. So there's dialogue going on, which means that Satan understood the language of Jehovah. And if it's Hebrew, if I'm speaking in Hebrew, then Satan speaks Hebrew. Ouch. These, as I present, they're simply thoughts to ponder. There are many who are trying to learn Hebrew in order to understand the Hebrew that Moses wrote in and the Hebrew that many people are trying to learn are not the same. 
and even trying to understand the paleo and the pictographs, I have been around people who, from the pictographs, come to different conclusions. It's very hard to get two people to agree based on the pictographs that the same phrase or the same interpretation because they're trying to interpret pictures or symbols. Now, Eber on the map here is way up. It's hard to kind of see, but if you had your computer, you can enlarge that. But this is as big as I could get it on mine. And again, that yellow is the land of Shem and Eber uh, is up there north. And unto Eber was born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Now, the, the commentators and the the scholars who are commentators say that this is, that Peleg was named um, after or because of the division that took place, and the closest they could by research come is that when father confounded the language that this was the dividing that this past this verse is talking about because when the people could no longer communicate the bible says he scattered them and we'll get into that uh next week and so ever sons peleg and joktan again peleg is up uh near where ever was but joktan is further south that's where the little arrow is pointed there above Shem. And Joktan begat Almadad and Shelep and Hazamaveth and Jera and Hadaram and Azal and Dikla and Obal and Ambimiel and Sheba and Ophir and Havilah and Jobab. And all these were the sons of Joktan. And their dwelling was from Mesha as thou goest unto Sephar, a mount of the east. Now, the reason, second reason that I brought this particular map out is because if you look at the bottom of Genesis genealogy, chapter 5 and 10, where it's highlighted in the yellow, Eber has two sons. Now, what Genesis does is it follows a particular genealogy. It lists all of these sons, but it follows a particular line because the translators want to show the genealogy from Adam all the way to Messiah. And so Matthew connects Abraham to David and David to Messiah and gives us the names of individuals in between. And what Luke does, well, here, when you get to Eber, Eber had two sons, Joktan and Peleg. Now, Peleg on the left is Phelek in Luke's genealogy at the top. Phelek and Peleg is the same. Eber and Heber is the same. And right there under Canaan, under Genesis, is Selah. And in Luke is Selah. And you'll see that there are similarities with, with the Faxad, but Sam and Shem, Noah and Noah, Lamech, remains the same, Methuselah and Methuselah, Enoch and Enoch remains the same, Jared and Jared remains the same, Malileo is spelled different, 
And what it does is it makes the connection because it follows a particular line. It doesn't follow all the children. It follows a particular line. And there we can connect Yeshua's genealogy and bloodline back to uh, Seth and then to Adam, but ultimately to Yehovah. And so with that, verse 31, these are the sons of Shem after their families, after their tongues, in their lands, after their nations. Now this tongues here is plural indicating a variety, more than one. And so these individuals spoke different languages. Shem's descendants ultimately ended up speaking different languages and especially after Babel. Because when father came down, the Bible says after the flood, and that's logical, but the timelines doesn't seem to be listed, which means that we have to dig deeper in order to look at the timeline between the actual landing of the, of the ark, the sons, the generations, the genealogies, the years in between from the time of Noah coming off the ark to the time of Babel and the scattering of language is years. And so when it comes down to if Noah, Ham, Shem, Japheth, their wives, their mother all spoke one language, then that would be the language that people would speak up until Babel. So now they're all speaking one language. Why? Because everybody came from Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and they all communicated. After the flood, after Babel, as we get into next week, all of that changed. The beauty of the creator is the one who mixed it understands the mixture. There's no language on the earth men speak that he doesn't understand. He speaks all the language. So no matter how people pray, no matter what language people pray, no matter what tongue people speak, the tongue people speak is based on him mixing the tongues, him mixing the languages. He understands the mix. There was a purpose for the mix. And if the people become one, as he plans people to become, then we will all at some point understand one another. Because ultimately, the one who mixed it is going to bring us back to the point to where we can understand one another. But the confounding is because of men's heart, evil from conception. Imagine we have an example where people, probably one of the most profound examples in the Bible is Ananias and Sapphira, how people can come in agreement to do wicked. And we have this example we're going to look at next week, how to some building a tower was a good idea, but the logic and the motivation behind it wasn't. And this is where 
We have to look at the motivations. We have to look at the motives as to why people are doing certain things. And sometimes a good idea is not based on good motivation, self-preservation. And unfortunately, we operate in more self-preservation mode than we operate in father is provider mode. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. So these are the sons of Shem after their families, after their tongues, in their lands, after their nations. And then the final verse concludes with these are the families of the sons of Noah, Ham, Shem, Japheth, after their generations, in their nations. And by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. This is the conclusion of Genesis chapter number 10. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You can find more inspirational teachings and download our free ebooks on our ministry website at arthurbaileyministries.com. Please follow us on Facebook at House of Israel Arthur Bailey Ministries, on Instagram at Apostle Arthur Bailey, on Twitter at Apostle Bailey, and you can subscribe to our YouTube page at Apostle Arthur Bailey One. If you're in the Charlotte area, please come and fellowship with us. We'll do our best to make you feel right at home. Our address is on our website at the About link under Contact Us. Again, thank you for joining us, and until next time, Shalom Saints.